Attention, seekers of free form. The following program is brought to you as a public service, representing the alternative, what is emerging, and the possibilities that order amidst chaos bring. Signing on for its 22nd year online, I'm Dan Herman. This is Radio Crystal Blue. Indian ceremony at the Grand Canyon. Rocket ship Magellan to space control. We are now correctly aligned. Over. You have 13 seconds to blast off. Mark. 13, 12, 11, 10, 9, 8, 7, 5, 6, 9, 13, 8, 4, 7, 3, 6, Five. One. Five. Ten. Wow, free game. Duracell away, the copper top shuttle. Oi! Bye. Bon voyage. You know, uh, numbers are really meaningless in a gravity meter. Initiate meaningless lights. Up it goes. Waldo Jeffers had reached his limit. It was now mid-August, which meant he had been separated from Marsha for more than two months. Two months, all he had to show were three dog-eared letters and two very expensive long-distance phone calls. True when school had ended and she'd returned to Wisconsin, due to Locust, Pennsylvania, she had sworn to maintain a certain fidelity. She would date occasionally, but merely as amusement. She would remain faithful. But lately, Waldo had begun to worry. He had trouble sleeping at nights. And when he did, he had horrible dreams. He lay awake at night, tossing and turning, and he thought he could protect her. Tears welling in his eyes as he pictured Marsha, her sworn vows overcome by liquor soothings of some Neanderthal, finally submitting to the final caresses of sexual living. It was more than human mind could bear. Visions of Marsha's faithlessness haunted him. Daytime fantasies of sexual abandon permeated his thoughts. And the thing was, they wouldn't understand how she really was. He, Waldo, alone understood this. He had intuitively grasped every nook and cranny of the psyche. It made her smile. She needed him. He wasn't there. The idea came to him on the Thursday before the Mama's parade was scheduled to appear. He just finished mowing and edging the Adelson's lawn for a dollar fifty, and I checked the mailbox to see if there was a piece to work in Marshall. There was nothing but a circular from the Margaret Union Company of America inquiring into his own needs. At least they cared enough to write. There's a New York company. You could go anywhere in the mails. He didn't have enough money to go to Wisconsin in the accepted fashion, true. Why not mail himself? It was absurd. He would ship himself parcel post special delivery. The 
next day, Waldo went to the supermarket to purchase Mrs. He brought plastic tape to staple them and a medium-sized cardboard box just right for a person of his build. He judged that with a minimum of jostling, he could ride quite comfortably. A few air holes and water, and as well made snacks, and it would probably be as good as going tourist. By Friday afternoon, Waldo was sent. He was thoroughly packed, and the post office had agreed to pick him up at 3 o'clock. He'd marked the package fragile, and as he sat curled up inside, resting on a foam rubber cushioning he thoughtfully completed, he tried to picture the look of awe and happiness on Marsha's face as she opened the door, saw the package, tipped the deliverer, and then opened it to see her Waldo finally there in person. She would kiss him, and then maybe they could see a movie. If he'd only thought of this before. Suddenly, rough hands gripped his package, and he felt himself worn up. He landed with a thud in the truck and was off. Marsha Bronson had just finished setting her hair. It had been a very rough weekend. She had to remember not to drink like that. Bill had been nice about it, though. After it was over, he said he still respected her, and after all, it was certainly the way of nature. And even though, no, he didn't love her, he did feel an affection for her. And after all, they were grown adults. Oh, and Bill could teach Waldo. That scene many years ago. Sheila Klein, her very, very best friend, walked in through the porch screen door and into the kitchen. Oh God, it's absolutely modern outside. Ah, I know what you mean. I feel all the heat. Marsha tightened the belt on her cotton robe with the silk underage. Sheila ran her finger over some soft greens on the kitchen table, licked her finger and made a face. I'm supposed to be taking these salt pills, but they make me feel like throwing up. Marsha started to cut herself in the gym, the exercise she'd seen on television. God, don't even talk about that. She got up from the table and went to the sink where she picked up a bottle of pink and blue vitamins. Want one? Supposed to be better than steak. And then attempted to touch her nose. I don't think I'd ever touch a jackery again. Gave up and sat down, this time near the small table that supported the telephone. Maybe Bill will call, she said to Sheila's class. Sheila nibbled on the group. After last night, I thought maybe you'd be through with him. I know what you mean. My God, he's like an octopus, hands all over the place. She gestured, raising her arms upward in defense. The thing is, after a while, you get tired of fighting with him, you know. And after all, I didn't really do anything Friday and Saturday, so I kind of ordered to him. You know what I mean. Just that he's fat. She was giggling with the hand of her hand. I tell you, I felt the same way. And even after a while, she came forward and whispered, I wanted to. Now she was laughing very loudly. It was at this point that Mr. Jameson of the Clarence Darrow Post Office rang the doorbell of the large sticker covered frame house. When Marsha Bronson opened the door, he held her current package in. He had his yellow and his green slips of paper signed and left with a 15 cent tip that Marsha had gotten out of her mother's small beige pocketbook in the den. What do you think it is? she asked. Marsha stood with her arms folded behind her back. She stared at the brown cardboard carton and suddenly into the room. I don't know. Inside the package, Waldo quivered with excitement as he could see the muffled voices. Sheila ran her fingernail over the masking tape that ran down the center of the carpet. Why don't you look at the return address and see where it's from? Waldo felt his heart beating. He could feel the vibrating footsteps. He was soon. Marsha walked around the carton and read the ink 
crashed the wall. Oh, God, it's from Waldo. That schmuck said she Waldo trembled with expectation. Well, you might as well open it, said she Both of them tried to lift the staple flap. You must have made it shut. They tugged in the flap again. My god, you needed power drill to get this thing open. Again. Can't get a grip. They both stood still, pushing heavily. Why don't you get a scissor, said she. Marsha ran to the kitchen, but all she could find was a good sewing scissor. Then she remembered that her father kept a collection of tools in the basement. She ran downstairs, and when she came back up, she had a large sheet metal cutter in her hand. This is the best I could find. Here, you do it. I'm gonna die. She sank into a large fluffy couch and exhaled noisily. Sheila tried to make a slit between the masking tape and then the carpet flap. But the blade was too big and there wasn't enough room. God damn this thing! Then smiling, I got an idea. Walk, Just watch that she touching her finger to her hand. Inside the package, Walter was so transfixed with excitement that he barely breathed. His skin fell quickly from the heat, and he could feel his heart beating his throat. It wouldn't be soon. Sheila stood quite upright and walked around to the other side of the package. Then she sank down to her knees, grasped the cutter by both handles, took a deep breath, and plunged the long blade through the middle of the package, through the masking tape, through the cardboard, through the cushioning, and right through the center of Walter Jeffers' head, which split slightly and caused little rhythmic arcs of red to pulsate gently in the morning sun.
Take a ride. 
the streams of hopes and dreams where things are really not. Come along if you can. Come along if you dare. Take a ride to the land inside of your mind. But please realize you'll probably be surprised.
I think if I go back to, let's see if I can remember what year it was. Oh, we're talking late 90s for sure. My uh, my Jersey years, as I call them, as I moved out of New Jersey in 2003. But I remember getting somewhat enamored with other cultures, being around those other cultures, in fact. And I can thank my mom for showing interest in other cultures by example even if it was just from afar on TV or books or whatever. Not exactly traveling to those places, but hearing some of the music on the radio or TV, my mom was always uh, interested in that sort of thing with other cultures, other expressions. And I grew to appreciate it myself. And it was only in the 90s when I became somewhat interested in the music of uh, the Hindustani, uh, Hindi, or I guess filmy 
music, all the stuff coming from uh, Bollywood, as we call it nowadays. And it was in those late 90s, I remember local cable programming, there was a show called Asian Variety Show, which is sort of like, a, not exactly entertainment tonight, but it was certainly like a weekly coverage of what's going on in Bollywood and keeping up with the latest music there. And it was rather interesting. Um, there were some soundtracks I liked and there were some I really liked. Most particular, what we just heard, Jobajne Laga coming from the soundtrack to the movie Virasat from 1997. And one of those classic boy-girl romance comedy kind of deals, I guess. But somewhat more dramatic. This guy Shakti, uh, played by Anil Kapoor, returns to his ancestral village in India with his girlfriend Anita, played by Pooja Batra. And he's in love with and wants to marry and much to the disapproval of his family. After a few days, Shakti starts to feel that nothing much has changed in his hometown and he wants to leave. He tells his father he wants to sell a share of the family's property and open a chain of restaurants. And then the plot thickens from there. This uh, song, Joel Bajnilaga, comes uh, late into the, uh, the movie. And I love the song. I love the video of that too. Beautiful and uh, all that polyrhythmic stuff I've always got into. So that's where we leave off. And uh, this particular edition of Radio Crystal Blue is always the one around uh, mid-August. I always give you some excuse to give you music that's inspired by psychedelics and all the stuff that inspired psychedelia. And sometime in about, what was the year... 1996, I think it was the, the time that uh, this uh, album K came out, the debut album by modern psychedelia rock band Kula Shaker, who have just released, by the way, a new album. We go back to uh, the original album, themed on Indian mysticism. It was a an album that broke a record for fastest-selling debut album in England since Elastica's debut in 1995. And an album I really like as much as Elastica's uh, K with the song Govinda. Good stuff. Fully uh, overproduced, over the top rock and roll. And that uh, guitar vibe which I've always liked. But you want to get to something mystical and something poetic, you can always turn to Patti Smith. A song called Fireflies from her album Gone Again. And that was also released in uh, 1996. It was preceded by the deaths of many of Patty's close friends and peers, including Fred Smith, her brother Todd, Robert Mapplethorpe, of course, Richard Saul, and Kurt Cobain, with whom uh, Patty had sympathized. It also, on the film, features the last studio performance of Jeff Buckley. An essential album of the 1990s, especially that year. That brings to mind something I want to mention as I begin proceedings here on what I call Radio Crystal Blue. There was something I saw on Twitter, which was a thread called Five Albums 9-5, which stood for basically uh, people weighing in on their votes, public votes on five essential albums for a year. Previous vote had just concluded 
which was five albums, 77. I had just missed that. And songwriter Keeley from England had mentioned this thread. And I thought, okay, cool. I'll uh, join in on the uh, game. So that's all. Just open voting on... Freely voting on uh, this uh, thread, five albums. And it was started by a uh, gentleman whose name escapes me, but... Let's see if I remember who that was that I had uh, thought of. Oh, Richard Shaw. That's his name. This guy who was a creator of that poll, five albums. And he started it, so I put out my five. If you follow me on Twitter, I gave my five for 1995. And I definitely stand by those five. But coming out of uh, all the music from the 90s, it went back in time to the 70s and 60s, as I would often do with this show, because I go into the roots of psychedelia. Because, Well, just because. I mean, there's a reason, but if you are regular listeners to this program every year at this time, I will always give you music of that type, and I'll explain shortly. The Soft Machine. A Certain Kind coming from the self-titled album, which was formed in 1966, the album coming a year later, the only appearance of Kevin Ayers, I believe, on uh, that album. Robert White, Kevin Ayers, David Allen, Mike Radlich, and a few of the members had been founding members of the Wild Flowers, incarnations of which will also include a few mature members of another band, of a growing scene, the band called Caravan, and the scene called Canterbury. It's something to do with the town of Canterbury. It just turned out that there was this scene going on as uh, Soft Machine were involved in the early underground of the UK, performing at the UFO Club and London clubs like the Speakeasy and Middle Earth. And they actually had got some negative reactions to uh, for those uh, first uh, uh, shows. But they actually did some more shorter songs and, and they recorded nine demos with George Ogomelsky in 1967, which actually remained unreleased until 1971. Then they would play across Europe and did more stuff also sharing the same management as Jimi Hendrix as they supported Jimi in his uh, North American tour through 1968 and their first album recorded in New York in April at the end of the first leg of the tour and apparently uh, Andy Summers leader of The Police joined the group following the breakup of Dantelian's Chariots and the quartet began a tour of the U.S. with some solo shows before reuniting with Jimi Hendrix during August and September of that year. And uh, Andy would be fired, and then uh, Kevin Ayers departed amicably after the final tour date at the Hollywood Bowl in mid-September, and Soft Machine would disband. But, um, goodness, some wonderful music from this group from this debut, A Certain Kind, name of uh, that tune. 
a song popularized by the uh, Big Lebowski movie, which is a fantastic movie, of course. Not just the uh, plot, but also the direction of the movie and cinematography and all that. If you probably haven't seen it by now, then you should. Just dropped in to see what condition my condition was in. You may remember a couple years ago, Gretchen Peters released a tribute album to Mickey Newbery. It is Mickey who actually composed that song. If you think about it. If you can just close your eyes and imagine it, if you actually remember when I first debuted the song, as I had played that tribute album for you on my show, and that recording kind of sounded the way Mickey intended to uh, had recorded it, and maybe intended to be, just as a thoughtful, meditative piece without rocking out and such, just in heart. And then Jerry Lee Lewis, that Jerry Lee Lewis, actually recorded it and turned it into a hit for himself. And you can kind of hear how that might go in your mind, in your mind's eye. And then, speaking of country and rockabilly, there there comes Kenny Rogers and the first edition. Billed as the first edition at the time in 1967 and their version was a absolute rock and psychedelic affair and just wonderful love that tune one of a few selection of songs that uh, made them uh, rather popular at the time good stuff so yeah Jerry Lee Lewis in 1967 and uh, appearing on this album, Soul My Way. And then also, Teddy Hill and the Southern Soul as a single on Rice Records. And then we hear the first edition version, of course, uh, right here. The B side of, which was called Shadow in the Corner of Your Mind. How about that? It says here in my notes that Mike Post was a producer. I wonder if that's the same Mike Post that I'm, th- I'm thinking of. Or maybe you're thinking of. Could be. According to the uh, information I have here in front of me, it was the second single from their self-titled album. Mike Post actually reversing a few riffs to create the intro. Glenn Campbell playing the solo with a little tremolo effect added after that. And Mike Deasy providing the acoustic lead guitar parts. And, of course, Kenny there with the uh, lead just good stuff. Really like that. I was so torn on what version of Strychnine I wanted to play, and I ultimately stuck with the original, sticking to the 60s. Some of Tacoma, Washington's finest exports. The Sonics. Strychnine. From the album Here Are the Sonics. Amboy Duke's journey to the center of the mind from their self-titled effort. And of course, uh, Ted Nugent's uh, band and such with uh, music that uh, he had written, along with uh, guitarist and singer Steve Farmer. And it was in part a commercial attempt by them to reach the countercultural market by producing somewhat of a concept album recorded on a higher budget than the... uh, 
previous album and certainly one that uh, is essential to kicking off uh, heavy metal music as we know it. Another good sounding song that also fits right after uh, hearing a couple of tunes from the Velvet Underground. I heard a call my name from the iconic White Light, White Heat album. One of the greatest albums ever recorded. And before that, of course, The Gift, which is how I always begin the shows in the middle of August because the setting for the story and song does take place in mid-August. The tradition I do here on what I call Radio Crystal Blue. Here in the beginning of August of 2022, giving you music in a freeform setting, showing off music and also news from leading songwriters and bands from pretty much every place, most genres, most locales, on the web, and in real life as well. This program available to download, stream, and to share to your heart's content. It is free and meant to be that way. RadioCrystalBlue.net is the website. It's available on your favorite podcast platform and also through your favorite smart device. Please note that if you're listening through most platforms, the show is available in two parts. What is essentially the rules of the RSS feed? I can't get around that. So there are two websites where you can hear the show in its full length as originally recorded. They are Mixcloud.com and also the Internet Archive at archive.org. We just plug in the uh, show published date, which should be August 11th of 2022. And that way you can hear the show in one sitting, if you so desire. Email is dan at radiocrystalblue.net. You can also find me on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, um, TikTok as well, to a degree. Still got to put that fifth video together. I think I left off with a uh, video where I mentioned a a Kerouac quote, and I try to recite it in French. And uh, (laughs) I am, as I say in the video, I'm not really good at French pronunciation, but hey, it's okay. I left it out there. Apparently it's got a good amount of, uh, of likes. And I'll do more as soon as I can come up with some more ideas for videos. I always have ideas for shows, and I want to mention right here, too, that I am consistently seeking new music for future shows. Later on, I'll give you some details on how to submit music for those shows. I also do Radio Crystal Blue Novus Ordo, which is a much more streamlined and shorter show, focusing just on new releases. Elsewhere on the website, I have the timeline pages, which introduce Radio Crystal Blue's history going back to the early days, all the way through the year 2012. And I did mention on Twitter I'll be publishing the 2013 show, uh, rather not show, but the page, once I can feature enough artists uh, on that page and get permission to, I'll uh, post whatever is on there. Uh, probably around the... Uh, anniversary the next one the 22nd anniversary coming up on october the first and i'll 
have that ready for you again when the time is right. I'll have that all put together. I publish shows three times a month, usually around the 10th, 20th, and the final day of every month. And that'll be the concept uh, I go with. Through December, though, I'll probably just do one show early in December. That'll serve as the end of your holiday show, which will allow me enough time to work on the uh, annual chart. I'll tell you who ranked uh, in best in different categories, plus the top 100 for the year. I have no idea how it's going to go for this year. So much good music and so many... As I've mentioned on Nova Sordo, the other show I do, which is all new releases, just so much new material has come in. And as I've stated before, a lot of it's sourced through downloads and links to uh, online music as opposed to receiving CDs. I'll still get CDs, but it hasn't been my uh, priority over the last number of months to uh, focus on those. That's okay, though. Quality, I think, has become better with the music I do receive. So I do the legwork in putting together notes about each artist, and I've gotten so used to it by now, it's it makes the show more enjoyable, I think, to have that information right there. I know. Listen, I miss going through whole vinyl albums and liner notes of uh, CDs, but um, this is okay. As long as all the information is there in one place, I'm, I'm satisfied with that. Well, we'll just get right into it. I've got uh, music now from a songwriter who I haven't heard from in quite some time, but she just re-did re her uh, electronic press kit. Going back to an album she released maybe four years ago called Still I Rise, she has a uh, spot in a uh, music festival called Whitewater in a town called St. Charles. I want to say St. Charles is in, uh, is that Missouri? I think it is, now that I'm thinking of it. I should know my uh, geography, but I know there's a St. Charles, Missouri. And the uh, Whitewater Festival runs uh, sometime later this month let me see if I can dig some info on this yeah looks like it's uh, no part of me St. Charles Minnesota running uh, September 3rd and 4th and looking for the specific information second annual Whitewater Music Festival St. Charles Minnesota it says here. Hmm, good stuff. Anyway, we'll get into some uh, soulful blues to kick things off. It is a song called Home Is In My Heart. It is from Brigitte Purdy.
always walks beside me In joy and in despair Now I need something to lean on But you're not here There's an evil wind blowing I feel it in my bones I don't know where I'm going Or how to get back But it's hard to find Looking for a little kindness And it's hard to find these days If I could go back where we started Would the sun be shining still? Now I only see a darkness And holes that can't be the things that brought me comfort They just seem tired and worn What always used to work Ain't working anymore I've been looking for a little kindness But it's hard to find Looking for a little kindness And it's hard to find these days so hard to find All I've learned from growing old Is how to carry all I've known but I don't know how to pick up where you left off Maybe I should just stop talking And let the music fade You always seem to know There was nothing more to say I've been looking for a little kindness But it's hard to find Looking for a little kindness And it's hard to find these days Looking for a little kindness But it's hard to find Looking for a little kindness And it's hard to find these days So hard to find Even time holds her breath. 
And one man he gives everything And another man he just takes And they told us that honor would carry the day They said our nation would be there If we ever lost our way And now our veterans are haunted They get no food or respect On the streets of the cities that they fought to protect And they huddle and doorway And they hide from the rain And they talk to the ghosts Trying to deal with their pain Twenty two angels Twenty two angels Twenty two angels At the edge of their Afghanistan and Iraq When it was time to come home He just couldn't come back Kissed his wife and his child As they lay together sleeping He put a bullet in his gun And he drove away weeping But he left her alone On his sign DD-214 He said your love has been the only light back In this dark desert And I'm sorry for leaving And for the weakness I have shown But the walls are closing in And I got to be alone With the 22 angels 22 angels 22 angels At the edge of every day
telling me a story We're laughing about the past You're searching for the answers You see, nothing really lasts Early morning driving Crescent moon on the rise The shadow of a girl in the corner of my eye. I'd never dare suggest her steps are like the ones I took back in the day in the park out in the sun. See her now at sixteen, her beauty running wild, and the shadow of a girl in the corner of my eye. I clearly see you're standing. his cap Grandma fumbles with the radio 
Strapped into a car seat Waking from a nap And rocking with the rhythm of the road Safe within their circle Protected by their kid Delightfully enchanted by The magic in the air Above me Mighty stars blaze into the night The place where hopes and dreams Learn to fly Banana moon sky Banana moon sky I am the ruler of the world Tumbling down the streets My conquered landscapes Fading into dreams The afternoon adventure Is quickly turned into retreat As I race the streetlights Slowly warm and beam As dusk settles the city I do not feel alone Hopes and dreams Learn to fly Banana moon sky Banana moon sky Every child deserves to know a place Where they belong To have their days of wonder fumbles with the radio Strapped into a booster seat Waking from a nap And rocking with the rhythm of the road Safe within my circle Protected by my care He points outside the window To the map Where hopes and dreams can learn to fly Banana moon sky Banana moon sky Every child deserves to know a place where they belong
Before the sun starts to rise Put your hand in mine Love is full of surprises I think that you're my kind The summer moon is rising Do you wanna dance? Your smile is so enticing Perfect for little bit of folk and a little bit of jazz there for you from the Brems. Steve and Stephanie. 
title track of their album Summer Moon, which I think fits just perfectly within this uh, set of music. TheBremsBand.com for uh, some more information. T-H-E-B-R-E-H-M-S-B-A-N-D. And then they have some regular shows around their home base of Texas. I would say go to the website for some more details. In fact, I, what I should do is uh, do that information up for you myself. So you know what? Let me uh, get there before you can, and I'll uh, tell you what they're up to. Looks like... August 12th, Roots and Water. Nope, pardon me, that's a private gig. August 26th, a place called Chocolate Secrets. That's in Dallas. September uh, September 10th, they're at the Hotel Crescent in downtown Dallas. September 24th, at the Blue Washwich Winery in, let's see, St. Joe? St. Joseph in Texas. Then October 7th, the Denton Arts and Jazz Festival on the Courtyard Stage. Denton, uh, Texas, of course. Some more details are at their uh, website. Deidre McCullough. Beautiful tune called Banana Moon Sky from her new album Endless Grace. DeidreMcCullough.com D-I-E-D-R-E M-C-C-A-L-L-A dot com she is releasing her album August 21st with Julie Wolf and support at a show in Berkeley, California. Looks like it'll be at a place called The Back Room. August 28th, Outdoor House Concert Series in Hillsboro, North Carolina. September 2nd, Savannah Folk Music Society at the First Presbyterian Church Social Hall. That is in Savannah, in Georgia. October 8th, Reedwood Friends Meeting House. That is in Portland, in Oregon. The collective of the Portland Folk Music Society. Lynn Hollyfield. Shadow comes from her fine album, In the Balance. LynnHollyfield.com. L-Y-N-N. H-O-L-L-Y-F-I-E-L-D. August 19th. She's part of a summer songwriter festival at Earps in Fairfax, Virginia. September 6th. Lynn hosts the... Uh, let's see. An event at the New Deal Cafe in Greenbelt, Maryland. I believe it's an open mic. But I forgot the name of it. It's S-A-W. I think it's Songwriters Association of Washington. I'm guessing. I should know what that stands for, but I forget. September 11th, along with Dave Abe and Ron Goad, on the Grove stage of the Tacoma Park Folk Festival, Tacoma Park in Maryland. Keith Greninger, 22 Angels from this very good album, Human Condition. It's a solid album of uh, Americana and Roots and such. Looks like he has these shows coming up. August 12th, along with Dan Kai and Joe Creven at the Auburn State Theater in Auburn, California. August 13th, 
along with Dan Kay again, with special guests Sharon Allen and Jim Norris. Outdoor house concert they're doing in Woodside, California, August 14th. House concert in Walnut Creek, August 18th at Gypsy Cafe downtown in Sebastopol, California. August 19th, they play somewhere in Sonoma. August 20th, house concert in Santa Clara. August 21st, Locals Only Festival at the Watsonville County Fairgrounds. And also some kind of musical river trip. I don't know where it is, but that's going to run September 7th through September the 12th. Keith Greninger, K-E-I-T-H-G-R-E-E-N-I-N-G-E-R.com for more. That song called 22 Angels. Another new one from Abby Gardner. See you again from the new album Dobro Singer. AbbyGardner.com. A-B-B-I-E-G-A-R-D-N-E-R. Nice to hear from her the release of this album. She's opening for Jerry Douglas in Connecticut on August the 14th. She regards him as only the world's greatest oboe player. <laughs> no biggie. It's cool. And it looks like um, continuing her shows on Patreon. Some other gigs. Also, August 14th, that show for Jerry Douglas She's opening for... That's at the Wall Street Theater in Norwalk in Connecticut. August 26th at One Longfellow's Square in Portland, Maine, along with Mark Douglas Berardo. The big CD release event is at Club Passim in Cambridge, Mass. That's on August 27th. September 16th at the Bowery Vault in Nashville. October 23rd at the Blues Cafe with Peter Mulvey. That's in Southbury, Connecticut. Mark Arelli, A Little Kindness, which comes from his album Blindsided. Great album that one is. MarkArelli.com for more. Looks like he's playing September 11th at the Farm Stand in Chocora, New Hampshire. September 18th, a co-bill with Katie Curtis, somewhere in Ogunquit in Maine. Also, full band show, October 7th at the Word Barn in Exeter, New Hampshire. October 8th, Narrow Center for the Arts, Fall River, Mass. October 21st at the Parlor Room in Northampton, Mass. And October 22nd, he plays at Passim in Cambridge. All those are full band shows. Steve Dawson, Beautiful Mathematics. From this album, At the Bottom of a Canyon in the Bottom of a Tree. <laughs> I like that. Let's see what he's up to. Two-Way Street Coffee House in Downers Grove, Illinois. That's on August the uh, 12th. Also a summertime outdoor Dolly Varden show. That's his other band he plays with. That's August 21st in... Uh, let's see... North Center Rib Fest, it says here, wherever that may be. SteveDawsonMusic.com for some more details on that. We heard from Brigitte Purdy 
Home is in my heart from the new album, I should say not new, pardon me, the 2018 album Still I Rise, BrigittePurdy.net, B-R-I-G-I-T-T-E-P-O-R-D-Y dot N-E-T. Again, that gig upcoming is the Whitewater Music Festival in St. Charles in Minnesota. Minnesota. 